0: So welcome to the Project Plenty podcast series where we ask the question, what will 2030 look like? we'll ask that question across a range of topics important to Queensland and to our church. It's a series of conversations that will help us enter into a whole of church discernment and planning exercise that we hope might give shape to our life in the next decade. Over the course of this series, we'll invite our guests to reflect on this question, what 2030 looks like from their perspective and ask what role the Uniting Church could play as this future approaches. My name's Scott Guyatt and I'm glad that you can join us. It's Wednesday the 25th of March, there's a lot going on in our world. Uh, delighted to have the chance to sit down with the Reverend David Baker, moderator of the Uniting Church in Queensland, and think a little bit about where we find ourselves. uh, Where we find ourselves as a church, as a society, um, where those things intersect. Uh, I'm reminded of some things that our basis of union calls us to around being ready, to confess the Lord in fresh words and deeds when the occasion demands. Uh, we've been talking a lot in Project Plenty about what's important to us. And it seems to me that a whole bunch of these things are colliding right now. David, thanks for taking some time out to chat today. Thanks, Scott. Um, how, how are we travelling? Uh, can I just ask you that first? Yeah, you know, as in, yeah. in this kind of moment of you know, really heightened kind of awareness yeah. of what's going on, how are we travelling from where you sit? I, at the moment I'm
1: really encouraged I think um, I'm seeing um, uh, congregations leaders, I'm seeing a heck of a lot of in, innovation yeah. and um, and a readiness to go well let's deal with this yeah. and uh, I, it really is very encouraging to see that happening across the life of our church uh, and uh, I was on um, I decided to go to Bundaberg uh, virtually on Sunday okay. and listen in to yeah. uh, Stuart Bosch yep. 60 people were yep. online with him in his remarkable uh, clerical shirt uh, blew me away <laughs> um, and and a message of confidence and hope so I am really impressed mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we've risen to the challenge really well we've got a long way to go yeah. and we're going to have to change pace and all that yeah. but um, I'm really encouraged at the
0: moment yeah yeah can you talk to me a little bit about the basis of union what you know what is it that you see in that document that so sets out who we understand ourselves to be that speaks into where we find ourselves today?
1: Yeah, because uh, the president and the mods met the other day uh, just for touch base and um, and I was reflecting on the basis and there were four themes that jumped out at me. Uh, in the introduction is a prayer for the churches that God will use our common worship, witness and service to set forth the word of salvation for all people So this dignity of being a part of what God is doing in the world, foundational for how we understand ourselves to be. And in paragraph three, it talks about how we live in a time between Christ's death and resurrection and the final consummation of all things. It talks about we don't have a continuing city. We're seeking one to come and that God feeds us with word and sacrament and that gives us the spirit. So there's this issue of not being settled, of Mm. understanding we live in a continually changing environment. Um, Paragraph four talks about uh, us being able to endure through all these changes because our Lord addresses us and speaks to us through his completed work. Mm. And that's a powerfully Mm. confirming word Mm. for us. And paragraph 11 Uh, Offers a prayer that we might be ready when occasion demands to confess the Lord in fresh words and deeds. And I'm seeing that prayer being lived out
0: Mm. in our life. So, yeah, yeah. the basis is a real gift for us at this time. Yeah. Uh, I've been just reflecting today on that other great theological work, uh, Our Iceberg is Melting. (laughs) Uh, You know, the the kind of change management parable, if you like, of the penguins. Yep. Um, and how the, the kind of core message of that book is that change is not a one-time thing, that you know, yep. actually we're invited to prepare ourselves for a continual change. Yep. Um, you know, And that's probably one of the big challenges yep. in front of us right now, that we can't just shift from one mode to another, but we actually are preparing ourselves yeah, for...
1: Yeah, and, and it might be a gift to us for a long, long time. Yeah. Might, um, yeah. The, the one I've been thinking about also is Who Moved My Cheese, yeah. which is just a beautiful little story about two mice who live yeah. in a maze and yeah. they used to go to one place every day and there'd be cheese there for them and one day the cheese wasn't there and one mouse went oh well we better go and find out where there might be some cheese somewhere else and the other mouse sat there and said I demand my cheese <laughs> so you know which one survived.
0: Yeah exactly Yeah, um, David you've talked a little bit about some of the things that uh, have encouraged you um, you know and the basis of union what what are the things that you see right at the moment that you know are really the big challenges that we need to think about um together you know not just today but over the next kind of number of months we will get over the adrenaline
1: of the moment yeah uh and so there is a real question about sustainability through time uh and um there's a, little, there's a little saying in the back of my head, and it's a bit of a kind of, you know, it's a in a sense a negative word, uh, but it's an old saying from rural Queensland,
0: you can't fatten a pig on market day. Okay. Every time I chat to you, you bring me an old saying from rural Queensland. Well, you know. And I sometimes think I understand, but not yeah. always. So... I think I get this one.
1: That's the negative side of it. The yeah. positive side of it would be um, attend to the to the key Christian disciplines mm. which to me are prayer mm. and not the shopping list prayer yeah. certainly getting off your heart what's on your heart to God yeah. but at the end of the day prayer is letting God be God yeah. and confessing that we're not God yeah. uh, and reminder. and so I think, I think that time of prayer, centering prayer, there's still apps you can get on your phone yeah. uh, anywhere that can help you be it, uh, enter into life-giving prayer, that 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 reminds you and bring that reminds you that God is present to you. Yeah. Um, and the second one is uh, is re-engage the story, the story of God's people, uh, the story of the life of the Uniting Church. But I think particularly of the Scriptures. Crises tend to think make you think. This is all that's happening, and you, you go into a, a weird absence of time kind of yeah. headspace. Yes. And and I think reading the scriptures not to not with a furrowed brow uh, and trying to you know get something out of it, but reading the scriptures as being a part of your family story. Yeah. And letting the family story speak to you um, about how to act and who you are. Uh, and the third one just be a blessing. Just try to be a blessing to whoever's in your network yeah. and offer encouragement, support and love in the means by which you have available to you. All right. So as for me yeah, yeah. I think they're the things that are going to they're the underlying things that are going to sustain us. Yeah. We this is, this will be a test of character. Yeah, it will. It yeah. will be a test of character. And are we are we ready to see the the good and the bad? Yeah. are we will we have the character to repent to say sorry? Yeah. will we have the character to forgive and to reconcile? I think that you know we're right back at some of these basic core Christian disciplines mm. and qualities mm. uh, so yeah so I think though they, they will be called out of us yeah. um, in in in
0: these days yeah. yeah. So sustainability, there, and some some um, approaches to our life that can help us in that area. That's one of the kind of big challenges we might uh, notice. Are there other things that you know that you know we need to talk about? Where our focus is, or um, yeah. you know, our capacity to be flexible. Yeah,
1: it, um, and one of the things I'm worried about is this could the um, the technology and uh, social media rich. Could get a lot richer, and the technology and social media poor could get a lot poorer. Yeah, okay. So how how are we uh, keeping an eye on yeah. all those folk? Because the this social media thing, it's almost like an addiction. Yeah. It's a, you get hooked into it, and you you can get sucked into the world of it. Uh, and we have to really be disciplined about ensuring that the folk that aren't in those networks are being connected and brought in, and yeah. And cared for. I think that's a that's going to be a challenge for us. Will we will we be posting letters in letter boxes again? Yeah. Um, so out at corona Downs, we're planning to have uh, resources for worship at home over Easter. Yep. And uh, I was talking with the supply minister, and I said, uh, "Oh, we can just." Uh, I was planning a Tenebrae service for people to be able to pick up and use. I said, "Oh, we can just put it in the grapevine and hand it out on Sunday." <laughs> uh, no, we can't. <laughs> So we might be dropping that in in letterboxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, for people to be able to have a resource to use for worship.
0: I think that reminder for me there is that we do get drawn into our social media bubbles, and those bubbles actually are really important, Mm. but we do have to remember that there are people outside the bubble, Mm. um, outside those particular bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, And in a time where face-to-face is not an option, Yeah. And, and also the call back to, you know, perhaps, the, perhaps we just need to pick up the phone and ring someone. Yep. Um, now, I'm, that's not natural for me because I right. go straight to the text message or the email yeah, right. or whatever it is. But one of my commitments to myself has been to make an actual phone call every day to a yep. friend or a family member yep. or someone in my church or whatever it is to, to hear a voice on the other end of the phone rather than just words yep. popping up on the screen.
1: I had a wonderful chat last night. I, I don't think she'll mind me saying it with face Slosh. Mm. Now, Cess's Ses, funeral is tomorrow. There'll be a maximum of 10 people mm. there. Cess had an incredible impact on the life yeah, of our church. Absolutely. Just absolutely wonderful. And for me, it's sad that I can't be there or mm. we all can't be there. Um, but I had 40 minutes on the phone with her and we yeah. just chatted and she told yeah. me about Cess and things, think stories about his ministry. Yeah. Um, it was just really... It was a wonderful time for me yeah. just to hear her story. And
0: so right. I think, um, yeah, there's skills we can pick up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you do a lot of teaching kind of over the years around pastoral care, That you know, the course that you yep. run. Um, are there some clues in that that are worth kind of just kicking yeah. around for a couple of minutes and yeah. how we approach yeah. one another?
1: Um, um. I think, uh, yeah, so... The fundamental thing, that's and the reason I teach it a lot is because I need to teach myself it a lot. Remind um, me the name of the course. Uh, Lab 1, Lab it's one. called. Um, but I think one of the, the probably the, the fundamental underlying thing is when you're listening to others, you have the capacity to listen to yourself mm. at the same time. And your own stories um, are evoked by the stories of others. Mm. And... Sometimes the best way to use those stories is to ask yourself what what feeling was I am I experiencing, mm. and name those feelings for the others. So instead of telling your story, which is what social discourse is, mm. um, just using what's happening inside you to get a sense of what's happening inside the other, mm. and checking that out. Uh, so it it is about uh, the capacity to listen to yourself. Mm as a means of listening to someone else better yeah Yeah, probably in summary I think that's the fundamental thing Um, and that's where prayer prayer is a space where you do um, hear yourself yeah Yeah. and practiced in that
0: one of the things that I guess I'm thinking a little bit about at the moment you know in the early days of where we find ourselves is that in due course we're going to be having a lot of experiences which raise for people that real sense of uh, grief and, you know, even further heightened anxiety and sadness and, you know, staff in our healthcare system having to, you know, be really yeah. of really difficult, yeah. really difficult yeah. things that we can't imagine. Um, and, I, you know, I find myself thinking about the sorts of conversations that will be really important to us in three or four weeks' time, you know, that we're just getting the faintest glimpse of now, yeah. but will be Kind of in everyday, and I've been thinking in that around the value of being the you know what we might say is the least anxious presence in the room, but also the cost that that brings to Mm. whoever it is that you know is also living through Mm. that trauma but trying to be that least anxious presence. Um, And I'm so I don't I'm not even sure what the question is here, but I'm trying to think about where we'll be in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, and uh, and we'll be together. Yes. (laughs)
0: We'll be together.
1: Actually, we have to be. Well, yeah, we'll be in our homes and kind of locked in together and all that kind of stuff. And uh, um, I was reading someone talking about, uh, you know, the lockdown that's happened in England. Mm. And, uh, you know, people live in in incredibly small spaces in England and they're being told to stay physically inside. In their one
0: bedroom apartment.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So it is, that's a real pressure cooker. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so those so those old virtues of forbearance, <laughs> um, you know these these are virtues that have been around since mm. Greek times. Mm. Uh, There's the, the, some of the things we'll have to mm. start exercising mm. again, and we won't be very good necessarily in the early stages of exercising yeah. them. So we will need grace yeah. to give each other grace. Um, but it's also an opportunity. Uh, to uh, play some cards, to bring out the puzzles, to do some recreational things that we maybe haven't done for a long time. uh, And... uh to connect in a way that we maybe haven't connected with yeah. our families
0: and our significant others for a long time. So yeah. there is that opportunity, I think. I have a bass guitar at home that's been waiting for me to learn to play it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go, well, maybe I'll yeah. have a bit of extra time. Yeah. Little I've little got while. weeds in the garden. I <laughs> uh, oh, Me too, but I'm not going out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dave, we are in, in the sense this... Podcast. This episode kind of continues in the vein of Project Plenty. We've been working on this project over the last kind of six to nine months, exploring, you know, what is it that God is calling us to? We've heard a lot of things reflected back from the life of the church around things like discipleship and transforming community and how are we fit for our purpose as church in, in 2020. Um, are, there, are there some things in those conversations you think that have helped us almost prepare us for this time, or that might help us reflect on how we respond by what we say is important and how we you know, behave and shape our life together in the next little while? Um, I, I, it's
1: remarkable that uh, we have spent this, was it nearly a year, six yeah. or eight months, yep. um, and been gathering together. Uh, around our life, Uh, I think it's a phenomenal resource for this time. Mm. Simply that we've had these conversations, who are we called to be? Mm. Um, What's important to being the people of God? So Mm. I think uh, think if we did do the check through, uh, the what we heard uh, document Mm. uh, as church councils, meeting electronically uh, <laughs> yes. I think it would just rejuvenate mm. uh, our sense it would rejuvenate our call mm. and help us frame uh, the things that we have to deal with as mm. church councils mm. um, in, a, in a out of a sense of the framework of our call to be the best we can be rather mm. than how do we do this bit and how do we do that bit and mm. how do we fix this thing so yeah, it has been really it's been a grace that we've had mm-hmm. that time to talk together um,
0: as the church in Queensland. Yeah. I think two of the, for me, the core messaging, um, messaging. What a lovely word. But the kind of the theme around which this whole project has been born is this notion of being blessed to be a blessing and, and a, yeah. taking an attitude of generosity and plenty yep. toward our community. Yeah. And that strikes me that that's really critical for us. It you is. You know, as we think beyond our own it immediate, is. immediate needs into yeah. our community.
1: And um, and and if the muscles, you know, if if the muscles aren't practiced around that, well, we can. T- well, we. I love that bit in when Paul's talking to the church at Corinth. He's talking about the offering that he was seeking to gather for the church in Jerusalem. Mm. The church had given him a bit of grief to that church in Jerusalem, but he was still committed to their well-being, and and he understood the suffering they were in. Mm. But. He talked about one of the churches in his letter to the church at Corinth and said about them, they gave out of what they had, not of what they didn't have. Yeah, okay. So, you know, it is that, that bit that you see you can do. Uh, and to do that, and not to not do it because you can't do everything, but mm. to do the bit you can. Mm. And of course, like anything, once you've learnt to do the bit you can, you often discover other opportunities. Mm. So it's Stepping out to the bit you can do, I mm. think, is the really important step.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's a, a Sermons are interesting, aren't they? Often, I don't remember many sermons for all that long, but there's one I do recall uh, from a long time ago um, where the sense was, the core message was, go as far as you can see. Yeah. You know, and once you get there, you'll be able yeah. to see a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's an invitation for us as a church right now. Yeah. You know, we for the moment it's hard to see past this week or next week but so we put one foot in front of the other we go as far as we can see we carry with us this sense of generosity towards the world you
1: know so it's about posture and attitude isn't it Um, yeah I I think uh, I think we can we'll be surprised Uh, Stu Cameron I think it was at the last Synod or the Synod before made a comment at one stage in our discussions uh, you never do as much as you think you can do in six months, mm-hmm. and you always do more than you think you can do in five years. Yeah. And I f- I find that framing really helpful yeah. um, in in what I'm doing. So yeah. just yeah. yeah,
0: plant some seeds. Yeah, and now we are a long way from there yet. But it's but at some point, you know, over the next three to six months, nine months, you know, we're going to start to be able to flip into thinking about what next. Mm. You know, this. At the moment, it's really hard to see that. Hmm. You know, but it, there will come a time. I mean, do you have any, you know, do you have any kind of crystal ball, kind of any clues about the kinds of things we might learn about ourselves over the next six months if we pay attention? That might help to inform that kind of what next, or you know, where our church um, starts to find its way. Uh, That's a big question. No,
1: yeah, I, th- I hope we'll we'll
0: be. Um
1: I hope we'll have a rejuvenated sense of wonder Mm. about being able to gather physically for worship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That first Sunday is going to be pretty special. I think it's... I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Um, Or Wednesday night or... Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I think uh, think that the opportunity this gives us to be refreshed about the privilege of gathering, Mm. the privilege of gathering together to hear the word, gathering together to receive the Mm. sacraments. Um, I hope we just have a deeper appreciation of the wonder that that is and the joy that that is. Mm. The other thing is, you know, I've been thinking about these days in this community, and well, up until now anyway, a lot of birthday presents now are moving towards the issue of experience rather than concrete gifts and, you know, stuff, because everyone's got stuff. Um, So I was thinking about that the other day, and I was thinking, well, correlate this with almost no one goes to church anymore for a funeral or a wedding or Mm. even baptism. So people who don't go to church don't experience church. So is there an opportunity here? Given that we're now so experimentally based and people haven't had that experience, Mm. will there be an opportunity at the end of this to say, why don't you come to church? even just to be curious about what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know Tuong's had a bit of a crack at this, yeah. Tuong Uniting, but to invite people to come to church, uh, not, not to convert them, no. uh, but for them to have an experience of what this is that's different from what they've exper- yeah. other experiences they've yeah. had. Yeah. So I just think there might be a bit of
0: an opportunity yeah. there too. I think there probably is. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we will. Um, Dave, I'm really conscious that in our conversation, uh, it was probably my um, leaning, but we we probably talked mainly around the issues, you know, and possibilities and potential that relate to our congregational life as church. Um, you know, just uh, as we yeah. start to kind of wrap up, I wonder if there are some things that you are noticing in the other parts of the life of our church, in agency, and yeah. healthcare and aged care and age yeah. care, schools and residential colleges, that. Um, a that we want to celebrate right at the moment, as you know, some of those groups are working yep. incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, but B, you know, there's some things we can be can we be praying for or practically yep. supporting across those parts of our life as church.
1: Well, I think it it will be in those places, and uh, the ministry of chaplaincy as a concept is is coming to the fore and will come to the fore during these times,
0: and. What, what do you mean by ministry as chaplaincy
1: i guess what i mean is um i what i mean is the the ability to be present uh in the world okay. as 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 an identified part of the christian church okay. identified part of the ministry of christ in the world yep. and uh, uh and and i i think there's going to be some i, I think it's going to I'd really love to see us imagine that. Mm. Um, so it's not about, um, you know, the. I, th- I think the model of chaplaincy and the concepts that sit right behind, right underneath mm. it, yeah. uh, are, are ones that are going to uh, come to the fore mm. uh, because it's, it is it is a presence ministry and a listening yep. ministry, yep. and it is a ministry that does point towards uh, the gospel. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's concepts around that that will, will really come to the fore during mm. this time and hopefully will kick through. Mm. Uh, you know, I was talking to a guy who ran um, a 600-person uh, business in the city mm. and he had to be the HR uh, manager for a couple of weeks because he lost his HR director, yeah, yeah. and I said, "Oh, how are you finding that?" And he grimaced, <laughs> and um, and I said to him, "Mate, you need a chaplain in there." Yeah. And his eyes lit up. Yeah, his eyes lit up because dealing in the HR matters now they're very formal, yeah. structured processes, yes. and where's the humanity? Yes, uh, where's the presence of um, yeah. of of grace and uh, and and hope and compassion? Yeah. Um, might be a job I might pick up in a couple of months time uh, we'll see but um, but I, I think our capacity to imagine um, a ministry of chaplaincy is going to be really important mm.
0: the last question I did want to pose to you was to say uh, what what one thing do you want the ch- our church to know to most know right now like is there a you know what's the thing you want us to yeah. really take hold of uh, to know inside
1: um I think I think it's i've put it this way: God's got your back mm. so you can be mm. generous mm. now that's easy to say yeah. uh but i I go back to those things we talked about in the basis of yeah. union, those deep affirmations of yeah. of our of how we understand ourselves yeah. to be uh and then for that I was talking to someone the other day, and we we're talking about um, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. You know, mm. and that old song, mm. "Build on the Rock and Not mm. Upon the Sand." Mm. I didn't know what that meant for years and years and years. Um, but to stand on the Rock, who is Jesus, mm. and and Jesus is the foundation of our life, and His presence, yeah. and and His power, is ours. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, we can we can face the world with yeah. confidence. Generous confidence,
0: yeah. yeah. In, a, in a world where everything is swirling and shifting and yeah. feels unstable and uncertain, yeah. there's yeah. a rock to stand on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, David, thank you so much. I think that's a great Thanks, spot God. for us to wrap up. Uh, maybe we'll talk again soon. Thank God Every you. blessing to you in the work that you do. In the next little while. Yeah.
1: God bless you, and God bless you, Church. Cheers. Thank you.